I'm going to start with a, uh, an interesting statement. I'm going to say this. Church should be a safe place to bring questions. See, whether today is your first time here at Grace or you've been here for many years, it's okay to admit that you don't understand everything. In fact, you may be here today and you, and you would say, I don't even believe everything. And so in that context, if we're going to be a safe place to bring those questions, I think it's good for us to take the opportunity to take a fresh look at the most basic and central facets of what it means to be a Christian. Now, why is that, why is that true? Well, because those of us who've grown up in the church, for those of us who've been here in the Christian faith for a long time, there's value in being reminded of the core articles of our faith, those things that, that we believe in, that we really truly believe define who we are. And for those who are new in their faith, who are just, or maybe are just exploring faith, it's good to, to foster dialogue on the central elements of Christianity to help try to clarify it, to, to bring clarity to it, and to do that in respect, uh, and to try to do it in, I'll just say, in simplicity. And, and I think that's particularly um, true at a time like Advent, right? When we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Being here today in a church, we might be um, tempted to assume that everyone here understands the significance of Advent or, or understands the significance of the birth of Christ. But there are so many disparate messages in our world today, in our culture at this time, in particular at this time of year, and in the face of that plenitude of thought and ideas, um, there's more confusion than ever as to why the birth of Jesus matters. It really comes down to a question of whether the life of Jesus matters or whether Jesus himself matters. We can't appreciate the significance of Jesus' birth if we don't understand the significance of his life. In fact, the significance of his very nature if you don't know who Jesus is, who, who Jesus really is, then the story of his birth in a stable in a little town called Bethlehem, even replete with angels and wise men and shepherds, all that will ultimately, in the end, amount to very little, right? It's going to sound either like a fanciful myth or a hallmark story. You're either going to reject it outright or you're going to forget about it soon because it's really just sentimental, and not significant. After all, as sweet as the Christmas story is, it's just a story of an, about another baby being born, right? Thank you. Good answer. <laughs> We're going to go there. Um, John, who wrote the gospel and the reading we just had, um, shows us that this baby wrapped in swatting clothes and lying in a manger is no mere ordinary child. This baby named Jesus is the light of the world, as we heard in our, in our children's sermon. This is no mere story. This is the reality at the core of the universe. It's not the manger or the stable or angels or wise men or shepherds that ultimately matter. It's Jesus. We celebrate the baby in the manger because he was and because he is the God of the universe. And he came. He came to live as a man so that he can make a way for us to spend eternity with him. This morning, I tried to keep our big idea as simple as I could. Um, and, and, it's, and it's simply this. Jesus is the light of the world. He came to show us who God is and how much he loves us. Jesus is the light of the world. He came, first of all, to show us who God is, 
And secondly, to show us how much God loves us. We just heard it, but I'd, I'd really, um, I think it's, it's so valuable to, to read this section of John again. John chapter 1, I've got a couple of additional verses at the end as well. But let's read this together. You don't have to read it out loud with me. I'll read it. You're good. Um, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. He came into the very world He created, but the world didn't recognize Him. He came to His own people, and even they rejected Him. But to all who believed in Him and accepted Him, He gave the right to become children of God. So the Word became human and made His home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. From His abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is Himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. This morning marks the beginning of Advent. Advent, which is that that period of time, as as many of you know, that that leads up to Christmas Day, right? The four Sundays uh, leading up to Christmas. And and Advent is a word, uh, it's, it's a Latin word that means coming. And so because Advent is celebrated for several weeks prior to Christmas Day, um, and we, we might be forgiven for thinking that Advent means Christmas is coming, right? Um, that Advent is just the time where we're waiting for Christmas to arrive, uh, and it ends when we celebrate Jesus' birth on Christmas morning. But that misses much of the point of Advent, because that's not really what Advent means, If at Christmas we celebrate the birth of Jesus just by itself, independently of the life of Jesus and the person of Jesus, then maybe that's all Advent is. It's just a few weeks leading up to Christmas. If we want to truly understand the importance of Advent, we need to understand Jesus' birth in its larger context. You see, for thousands of years, the people of Israel had been waiting for a Messiah. They've been waiting for someone to come and lead them into right relationship with God so that they could know God better. But the Israelites weren't the only ones in in this place, right? If you look at that in that time period, the prevalence of gods around all the different cultures speak to that deep-seated need in people to, to relate in some way to the divine. The problem was all these different cultures and different nations, different regions had a very different idea of what God was like. And so, much like today, there was confusion. There was questions. What is God really like? Well, what was needed more than anything was for God to reveal Himself to us. 
This is the context within which we understand the birth of Jesus. He was no ordinary child, but he was God in the flesh. Jesus tells, uh, sorry, John tells us that Jesus' human birth was not his beginning. In this that we have read from John 1, it talks about the Word. The Word is Jesus. In the very beginning of John 1, it says this, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. You see, God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Spirit, before time began, lived in unity and harmony with each other. Jesus was everything that God was from before the earth began, from before there was a Bethlehem, before there were shepherds to come and worship him, and before there were angels even to declare him. Jesus was. But John tells us this, this same eternal Son of God became a human being. The Word became flesh and lived for a while among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Matthew was another follower of Jesus. and Jesus, Matthew says that Jesus was to be called Emmanuel. Emmanuel. We sang that earlier. Emmanuel means God with us. That is the significance of Advent. Not that Christmas is coming, but that God came. God came in the person of Jesus into history to be with us. God came. He came to erase the confusion and to show us who God is. And He came to set us free and to give humanity the relationship with God that it had always been wanting. Advent means God came. I I think sometimes, particularly those of us who have been in the faith a long time, we, we lose the amazing significance of the fact that Jesus as God chose to come and become a person. Jesus was God. Jesus was in eternity with God. And so, despite that, he chose for a while. He willingly gave up certain things to come here as a person. What do I mean by that? As God, he was omniscient. He was all-knowing. He knew everything. And for a while, as a human, he came here to earth and had a limited human mind. As God, he was omnipresent. He was fully present everywhere, always. And then he became a human inside a human body who could be in one place at one time. As God, he was all-powerful. He was omnipotent. Then he became a person. And yes, Jesus' life was marked by powerful miracles, but those miracles weren't things that he did because of power in his own flesh. They were through the power of the Holy Spirit as he operated in obedience to God the Father. Jesus became fully human. God became fully human. He became an infant who was unable to take care of himself. That infant grew into a boy who followed his parents' rule and learned the trade of carpentry from his father. And when he became a man and he went into ministry, he said that he had no place to lay his head. This Jesus, who was the creator of the world, 
was rejected by the very world he created. Ultimately, he was falsely accused, he was convicted, and he was executed in the most brutal way imaginable. Why would Jesus do it? Why would he do it? What was worth giving up so much only to come and suffer so much? We were. In Jesus' mind, we were worth it. And that's why he came. According to John, Jesus came at least in part for us and to answer two questions at the core of human existence. Who is God? And does God care? Jesus came to answer those two questions. Who is God and does God care? The first question, who is God? Does God even exist? Is he even really out there? Jesus came to bring revelation. He came to show us who God is. John 1.18, no one has ever seen God, but the unique one who is himself God is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. John uses a couple different metaphors here to describe how, how Jesus reveals God, the character of God, the person of God to us. He talks about light, as we've talked about already, and he uses, as you've seen throughout this, the word. So first, Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus illuminates who God is. John said this, the word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. Jesus is the light that shatters the darkness and shows the glory of God the Father to us. Well, the second metaphor that, that John uses here is that of word. And, and some of you may know this um, um, if you've been around for a while, but in, in John 1, the word used for word, the word for word, is logos uh, in the Greek. And, and in that culture, particularly within learned circles of that culture, the word logos had come to take on a much broader meaning. Logos was a, was a very big term in that day. Logos was the understanding of, of ultimate truth and reason and mystery. Um, the logos was, was believed to be a, a higher level of wisdom that many sought, but, but also in some ways was really kind of seen, thought as unattainable. So when John called Jesus the Logos, he was saying that Jesus is the source of all wisdom, but also perhaps that he's a bit of a mystery. But Logos also means simply word. Word, the basic building block of language. Right? And so when John called Jesus the Word, he was also saying that Jesus gives us the language to understand and describe God. Jesus gives us the language. Why is that? Well, it had been difficult to describe God before, but now in Jesus we have a person we can see and hear and touch and follow. Jesus is a perfect representation of the character of God, but, but that was encapsulated within a human life that we could comprehend. 
that help make God comprehensible to us. Jesus even expanded on this metaphor um, when he called himself the Alpha and the Omega. The Alpha and the Omega. He says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Why does Alpha and Omega mean beginning and end? Well, because Alpha and Omega are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. Jesus is not only the Word. Jesus is the alphabet. Jesus is our ABCs for how to understand God. He's the ABCs to understand God. Uh, G. Campbell Morgan was a preacher in the early 20th century, and he had a wonderful quote on this that I wanted to share with you. He says this, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. But this is also the symbol of simplicity. It is the figure of the alphabet, which the little child may learn. Yet remember that all literature lies within the compass of the letters of the alphabet. So when the Word became flesh, infinite wisdom expressed itself in an alphabet. There had been attempts before, hieroglyphics before, but at last the mysterious hieroglyphics of the past found the key of interpretation in Alpha and Omega, the alphabet, the Word, Jesus, the infinite wisdom dwelt with God and was at the right hand when he created the world. That wisdom became an alphabet when a baby boy lay upon his mother's breast in the Judean countryside. The Logos, the wisdom and mystery of God was now revealed in the Logos, Jesus, the Word of God. So to the question, who is God, we can say with Morgan that I find God in Christ as nowhere else. If you've ever wondered what God is like, you find the best, truest answer in Jesus. In fact, it's not possible to know God rightly apart from Jesus. You know, if anyone ever asks you to describe your idea of who God is, You don't need to go into theological platitudes and deep concepts and and do's and don'ts and rights and wrongs. If they want to know what God is like, just tell them about Jesus. He shows us who God is. Not only that, Jesus came to answer the question, does God care? Jesus came to bring reconciliation to show us how much God loves us. To all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. From his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. You see, in the Old Testament, before Jesus came, the law was given, right? The law was given through Moses. And that law came, and it wasn't just a civil law. It was a moral law that dealt with with one's hearts and minds and intentions. And the law itself was a good thing. The problem was that people like us aren't able to consistently live up to that law. We've all chosen wrong paths in our lives. When we, chose to, when we choose to go a different way from the way God intends for us to go, it's what we call sin. And if you're 
familiar with uh, the Robert, Pro- Fro- Robert Frost poem, Two Roads Diverge in the Yellow Wood? That's a problem when you take the wrong path. It will diverge from where you were supposed to go. And today you may find yourself in a place where you're not where you wanted to be. And you realize that God had something different for you, something better for you. But you diverged from that path a long time ago. And you don't know how to get back to it. You want to. You would like to get back to what God had for you, but you're not sure of the way. You don't know if you could find that path again. And this is the beauty and the power of Advent. God came. God didn't wait for us to find our way back. Jesus came out after us to bring us home, offering us love, offering us acceptance, offering us forgiveness. Matthew speaks of this, and he speaks of the light, and he says that Jesus fulfilled a prophecy written by Isaiah many hundreds of years earlier that said this, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in a land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. Jesus, the light of the world, came down the path after us to rescue us from that darkness and to rescue us from impending death. Now, how did he rescue us from death? He died in our place. He took our sins, our mistakes, our wrong paths upon himself so that we wouldn't have to suffer for them. He took them on himself when he died on the cross. But just as Jesus' life did not begin in a stable, his life didn't end on the cross. Jesus rose from death so that our sins are both forgiven and defeated, and he has wiped our slate clean. Paul wrote, that therefore anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Since Jesus rose from death, he has been restored to his former glory again. Restored with God in heaven in his, in his former glory. He is fully God and yet still fully human. And he chose to pass through this world first. He came for us so that he could take us with him into eternity. And our world is different because Jesus came. The advent of Jesus shows us that God is not afar and aloof. God is not afar. He is knowable. Jesus is God's revelation. And God is not aloof. He took the initiative. He came. He moved into our neighborhood to show us how much he cares. Jesus is God's reconciliation. You know, eight days after Jesus was born, an old man named Simeon had already figured all of this out. When Simeon saw the baby Jesus in the temple, he understood the significance of what he was seeing. He understood the significance of Advent, of coming, that God came. This was no mere baby. This was the light of the world. God in the flesh who came into the world 
to show us who God is and how much he loves us. In praise to God, Simeon said these words, I have seen your salvation, your reconciliation, which you have prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations, revelation. And he is the glory of your people, Israel. The birth of Jesus is the event that changed and continues to change the world. It answers the two most significant questions of human existence. Is God really out there? And does he care about me? To both of these questions, the coming of Jesus provides an unequivocal, emphatic yes. Who is God? You see him in Jesus. Does God care? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. For the span of a human lifetime, Jesus willingly set aside his place of peace and power and privilege alongside the Father in order to show us the love of God, to be born humbly in a stable, to live a life that reflected the grace of God, to die in order that we might be forgiven and to be raised again so that we could spend eternity in joy and relationship with him and the Father. Simply put, Jesus came so that you could know God. And you could know how completely and irrevocably he loves you. Now that is good news of great joy for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let's pray together. God, on this first day of Advent, let us not leave this place missing the significance of what Advent really means. You came. You came to us in the person of Jesus because of your deep, undying love for us, because of your desire for us to spend eternity with you. God, this morning, this Thanksgiving weekend, we do offer you thanks. Thanks for sending Jesus. Thanks for the life that he lived, the death that he endured, and the fact that he has been raised back to life, and that we can have life through him. God, may we be caught up in this knowledge this Advent season. May we just repeatedly remember this season we celebrate that you came to us. You didn't leave us on our own. You came out after us because you love us. This morning, if you're here and, and you have never put your faith in Jesus, I'd like to offer you that opportunity this morning. Jesus came for you. He came for you. Not just the world. He came for you individually, personally, because he knows you, he cares about you, he loves you. And so if you are ready this morning to give faith in Jesus a chance, 
Trust me, it's the best decision you'll ever make. I want you to pray with me just in the silence of your heart. But pray these words in your mind with me as I pray them. God, this morning, I see that Jesus was not just a baby born in a small town in Israel 2,000 years ago. That He's actually your Son. That He is God. And that His life and His death were for me. And that He rose back from the dead so that I could be forgiven. God, I need to be forgiven. And I'm so grateful that You're so willing to do it. God, today... I want to give you my life. I want to put my faith in you because of what Jesus has done for me. Let today be the start of a new life for me as I follow after Jesus.